It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? I'm here with Jimmy from the Fandalorians podcast. Jimmy, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing well, man. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I get a chance to talk wrestling because in my podcast, I don't get to as much. Oh, really? So this is really cool. Yeah, man. Great to have you on. Um, I'm excited as well. You know, we've been we've been talking about this for months. I know we haven't really got around to it. No, it's been it's been crazy. We've both been so busy, but you know, I listen to your podcast and. You know, again, I do the Fan and Learn podcast with with a bunch of teachers, and then we'll get into that a little bit too. But you know, they don't they don't deep dive into wrestling like I do, so it's kind of like my own side thing. Yeah. So, so, this, hurt, this, I, so this is kind of different for you in a way, you know? Yeah, because I got stuff to unleash, man. I got a lot of stuff I would say about wrestling, but you know, I can't dig into it with them as much because they don't watch it as much. So I'm excited to to jump in here and talk a little wrestling for a little bit as well. This is the place to do it, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you on. Like I said, um, we got a lot to talk about. But first, um, tell my listeners about your podcast, man. What is, what's it about? And, you know, oh, yeah, that a bit. yeah, man, listen. Um, our podcast is called the Fan and Lawrence Podcast, Teachers by Day, Nerds by Night. Uh, it originated from COVID, and we're all actually public school teachers in New York. We ended up getting together one day deep in the COVID, uh, socially distanced at my house, out on my deck. And then my daughter comes out with just a bunch of pop culture geek related questions just to see what we would answer. And what turned into about 45 minutes of us arguing and bickering like friends do about things we disagree with. No, this should have happened. No, this character would beat this. Whatever she came up with. So then a couple weeks later, I'm thinking, you know what? God, this could be a podcast because we're really funny together. I've known um, them for year one of the teacher's name is Mr. G. Uh, no, I've been teaching 22 years on Long Island. Um, I've met him at my wedding. He's a teacher as well. My wife works in a different building. She's, she kept saying, hey, this guy named Mr. G, you'll get along with him. He's just like you. He cares about all this geek stuff and, and wrestling too a little bit. And, you know, I'm too old to make friends. I don't need to make no more friends. But then <laughs> at the wedding, he was in the line. I said hello to him. Didn't even talk to him at the wedding. A couple weeks later, Anybody who any of your listeners who are married to have a girlfriend know at some point you're dragged to something to make friends and they try to make have you make friends with the other guy that's there. It's a weird thing. Right. 
Right. Um, but, but yeah, we've all been at that moment. Um, legit worked. We were just talking and arguing about, and this is true. Our first argument was if the Care Bear stare would work on a Transformer. <laughs> not making this up. We argued, and I, I swear I'm not, we argued about this to the point where our significant other just wanted us to move to a different table. Like we were bickering about this. No, it wouldn't work. I obviously believe the Care Bear stare won't work because they're machines. He feels like Megatron, it, you know, he has emotion, he's angry, it would blah, blah, blah. That's how I met him. And the other teacher, Mr. McDonald, I'm sorry I'm rambling. I'm just gonna give you the whole story. No, you're, no, you're fine, man. Keep going. The, the other teacher, Mr. McDonald, I met that cat in second grade. I've known him since almost 40 years now. Um, we went to school together. I knew him since second grade, best men in each other's wedding. And he teaches in the city. We're out kind of out on the island, but we still talk to each other. And so we've had 40 years of off podcast debates and arguments about all these pop culture things that we cover. And then he met Mr. G through me. So then, you know, put the podcast together. We started in August. Um, it was going strong. We're getting more listeners. Um, then all of a sudden, the Long Island newspaper Newsday covered us, and we had like a full page spread on in the Sunday newspaper, which was insane. And then from there, it just kind of grew because then it was spread. Local comic shops called us and things like that. So it's a, it's gone. We've been, you know, having a good time talking about everything, imaginable, Marvel, Stranger Things, Miss Maisel, Game of Thrones, whatever's coming up, we talk about and having a good time. You know, it's funny you mentioned Stranger Things. That's a, a good series. I've seen episodes, uh, seasons actually, one through four, I believe. And I have a season five now, actually, I believe. Yes. We just finished it um, this weekend. And then we're actually going to record about that tomorrow for some of us. Mr. McDonald can't make that one, but we brought in some guests. Um, my daughter's going to pop in and another teacher we know is going to pop in to talk a little more Stranger Things. So it's a... Uh, it's fun. It's been a fun podcast. You know, doing podcasts is fun. And when you get response from the audience and then you get things going on, it's just it's just interesting. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I definitely agree, man. Um, when, you know, when you have a good audience and they love what you listen to and you can connect with these people, it's it's a great feeling. It's fun getting an email or something. Like, it's weird when people get – we might be doing this. There's a local Comic-Con on Long Island. And uh, they invited, we we got the people from the Comic-Con to come on the show. We were able to snag some guests. Because since we're all teachers, you know, and public school teachers, people sometimes want to come on. We got the, um, there was a Comic-Con in town on Long Island. I'm not sure. Where are you actually in the country? I don't. I'm from Pittsburgh, man. Pittsburgh. Oh, all yeah. right. All right. Um, on Long Island, there's a town that was setting up their first little mini Comic-Con. Nothing major. that a library or something. So we were thinking, oh, let's see if a guy will come on. Since we're on Long Island too, he can promote us. We promote, you know, might help out. Right. So they invited us to do a little panel this summer at their second annual Comic Con thing. Um, we got Robin Lundberg from Mad Dog Radio came on and did an episode with us because um, that guy's a deep comic fan. And we did a whole uh, March Madness bracket for uh, Marvel um, characters. Then we also got. Um, um, a couple of other people. Uh, oh, God, I'm like, it on his name is going to kill me. Like, <laughs> his name. I'm about to find it before this is over. But we had him come on and he did um, another bracket. Jeez, oh, I'm like, on his name is going to be mad. Anyway, we've had people. Oh, and the CEO of Archie Comics. We got her on too. And she was incredible because she's out on this way. Oh, Brandon Katz. That's his name. Brandon Katz. <laughs> Sorry, man. He 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 came on and did a whole Marvel thing with us. And then we got, like I said, the CEO of Archie Comics to come on. 
she was wonderful. So getting that interaction, like you said, and then fans and people reaching out and reading the emails on the air, man, it's just it's just been a wild ride, but it's fun. Oh, definitely, man. You know, when I started th- when I started doing this, um, I didn't think I'd get this far. You know, I didn't think I'd take this as serious as I did. This just this just started out as something to do. You know, during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you started but, uh, during COVID too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I only came across you recently. Because somehow we end up on a Twitter thing, and I saw yours. I'm like, ooh, wrestling, and then I love it. But um, so you started deep in COVID too, right? You just yeah, I started mine during the end of 2020. So, okay. um, we were just now getting into COVID, right? But that's when I basically got into it was you know, during the COVID you know, pandemic with nothing to do but stay home because, you know, with, with the whole world being the way it is, yeah, everything being shut down, there was really nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you just put it out there and then you get some followers. It's just a, like you said, it's, it's podcasting is a crazy thing. I never thought I'd be doing it. I'm sure at some point you never thought you'd be doing it, but here we are. Hey. And it's fun. It's just fun. It's a fun thing. Oh, it's a blast, man. And I don't think a lot of people realize how powerful social media is um, when you're promoting using Twitter. Like, I'm just now getting used to using Twitter. And, like, I follow all these podcasts. I give them shout-outs, you know, each week. I'm just now learning how to do that. For the longest time, I didn't know how to tweet. I didn't know how to follow people. (laughs) At first, I was using it to just, you know, I put out the show. And I'm thinking, and I realized it was a world of people just helping each other out. I'm like, oh, I'll tweet them out, and they'll tweet me out. And then, then the idea of the crossover thing came up. You go on someone's podcast, you mention your show, maybe they come. Because there's been plenty of podcasts where, because I remember there was some podcast I listened to. I think it was the Bill Simmons Sports Podcast. And um, Michael Rappaport popped on one episode back, I guess, when they got along. And he was, you know, I knew him from movies, whatever, because I'm in my 40s. But... <laughs> I heard he had a podcast. I'm like, all right, let me listen to Rappaport. Rappaport's a trip. So that's it. You know, you you, have, you pop on someone's and suddenly you drag people over to yours because you hear them on theirs. And that's why I was like, ooh, let me see if I can reach out to someone and go on theirs and talk a little about their stuff. And we all get people. Because I'm going to mention you on mine and we'll see how it goes. It's a lot of fun. Right, man. Um, definitely a lot of fun. It's so much fun. And I can't, I can't imagine doing anything else right now as, as a hobby at this point yeah it's so much fun right we had um we had one last thing before we, we shift because i know you you'll appreciate this one we did one episode i can't remember the number but we did like the biggest it, um i don't know what we had recently reviewed but it was something that had a bit of a twist ending to it i can't tell you what that was but the, we just spin off of that like yo next week let's come up with our biggest movies or whatever we watch i had like a twist like a M Night Shyamalan twist, but not like no one wanted to do the basic one where you know I see dead people because that one everyone's been done. <laughs> right, right. Think of something else, right? Okay. And we have a habit where you know we have a Twitter thing, a Twitter, uh, a group text, but we no longer say anything we're going to say in the group text because then when we get on the podcast, we repeat it. So we don't say nothing. We're just like, all right, I got one. You got one. You got one. All right, good. We don't talk about stuff ahead of time. It's kind of it works out better. So we all picked our our things. I personally went with a, a movie called the others by nicole kidman giving too much away would reveal it. it it definitely has a twist it's like a woman and her two kids are in a house they think it's being haunted there's a killer twist in that one not a scary film but it, it, it leaves you thinking i'll leave it at that in case anyone wants to check it out um mr i can't remember mr mcdonald's was but mr g his biggest twist was the rock turning and joining the um vince's uh 
corporation way back when because he was in college it was devastating he could barely go to class the next day like that was his biggest twist ever (laughs) in the world when the rock was a good guy and all of a sudden he flipped last minute and i remember watching it because i kind of i'm around his age i was almost getting out of college too and it was one of the shocking twists of his life we're all doing movies we're doing this he's like the rock turned on everyone the rock you know to this day he was getting choked up talking about it he really was getting emotional yeah, the, the rock back in the day, man, was a huge baby face. So that was a huge turn. That was a twist. They like they organically crowd just started cheering for him, the catchphrase, everything, everything, everything. And then they I think they was a tournament or something in the finals. It was him and God, I want to say it's Austin. I'm not sure, but then he just joined the corporation, flipped it at the end. Oh no, no, no. They took out mankind, joined the corporation. Right. And um yeah, it was shocking. Cause I because yeah, we were starting to love the rock and then they took him from us, but then they gave us back to him later, so it's all good. Right, you know, the rock. You gotta love the rock, man. You know, Hill or good guy. He's 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 amazing. You know, yes, he is. He's one of the best. Right. Um. So let's get into some wrestling now, man. Um. You said you got a lot to talk about. So, yeah. have you been paying attention to the product lately, AEW or WWE at all? Um, more AEW than WWE. I do watch WWE, but it's definitely not my immediate go-to like it used to right be. and i don't know um if you feel the same about it it's hard because for me wrestling has always been i like you know i like stories and if you watch wrestling long enough you know that the, you know what it is but you right. know there are points where they get you enough where you even though you're an adult and you're aware of it you're not 10 you're not in pajamas right like the like little feety pajamas anyway you know that what it is but they can convince you that it's real for a second you know those moments where even at this age you just spend belief and you're just caught up in it of course yeah yeah, it happens a lot when you're live and there at home it's always a little bit different but when you're in person you get caught up in it especially when you have a kid with you because you watch through their eyes and it gives you a whole different vantage point from it right um there are a few wrestlers that can as they speak and talk pull me into it that I just blur the lines. Like I, I know what's happening, but they, they're hooking me. Just like you're watching a TV show, like a movie, you know, right. Thanos didn't really, you know, snack kill every, but they hook you enough where you're like, this feels real, even though it's not, you know what it is. Exactly. So WWE recently, I, I don't know if it's just the fact that everyone's, I, I'm assuming, I don't work there, but I'm assuming. So they're reading the lines, the script, there's very few believable people talking. And for me, I check out immediately if I doesn't, if it sounds so like, like bad acting. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to, I don't know. It's hard. There's people there who can do it. I, he gets a lot of bad rap, but the Miz can talk like you would not believe. Oh, he of course, just, yes. If, if he, if, if that man legit could say what he wanted and not be like somewhat cuffed, um, he would be. I'm like MJF level of just whatever he wants to say. And there's no like, yeah, he's up there. That guy can do it. Obviously, Roman, this version of him, a lot better than the old version. He's oh, <laughs> and, and he sounds sadistic. Like he the way he talks and, and like that dismissive laugh, almost like Negan in The Walking Dead. Like that laugh of like, <laughs> okay, you think, you know, that kind of thing. That's good too. You right. know what I mean? So the WWE doesn't have that as much as, I'm used to, in addition, it just seems so corny sometimes. I mean, I still like it, but it's just not like I used to. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, man. You know, um, there's a lot of people that are like that, too. 
that sound like they're just reading from a script, you know, and that, and it may, it takes, you know, the belief away to where right. in AEW, it seems like they have more freedom to just get on the mic and just say what they yeah. want. Get some bullet points. Like, I don't, you know, I did a lot of public speaking before this. I did a lot of, um, I'm doing a lot of work now. I'm working on, I don't know if you know the show Reading Rainbow. I'm working on uh, the reboot for that. I've been doing these meetings with people and having to be able to talk. And you just like, and they were saying like, you know, you should write down the notes because you got to talk to these meetings of people. Right. I, I get the point of just, you know, just give me bullets. Just give me like, give me five points you want me to make. And I'm just doing this. I don't have anything. I have a few things written down to talk to you about, but I don't script it. But they sound so scripted. Yeah. Um, and they're I, not I, good actors, you know. I'm sure actors get scripts all the time, but if you can, if you know how to act, you can make that work. It's different, you know. what I mean, it's really bad sometimes. Yeah, with the Miz, I definitely agree with you. With the Miz, man, the Miz can cut a promo. And yeah. With the Miz, he has. I'm sure he's he giving crap too. Right, he has acting experience, so yes, he definitely has probably advantage over most wrestlers. Yeah, because you know what, you can take the words and like, all right, how can I say this so it doesn't sound like I'm reading it. And I think that's what people, the disconnect is. Some people don't necessarily do that. Right. Who I, else, though, would you think can really, in WWE anyway? Can cut, that can cut a promo? Right. That sounds more realistic. Kevin Owens is one, too. Uh, Kevin Owens is good. Yeah, I like Kevin yeah, Owens. I wouldn't um, yeah. Dude, man, I'd have to I'd have to go Randy Orton. Randy Orton cut a promo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Edge, too. Yeah. Yeah, Edge. Yeah. Those are some old school heads, though, where they didn't always have scripted back then. But I know what you, yeah, Edge is good. And uh, yeah, Randy Orton, especially. Randy Orton, Roman Reigns is what I really want to see. You know what? That'll bring me back in the door quick. Yeah, I got to say Matt Riddle, too. Matt Riddle, I don't know. He doesn't sound too bad on the mic. I think maybe it's just his character. He's kind of just goofy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think it's the character has me checking him out sometimes. Like, okay, he's just, but yeah, he's playing that. So him doing it that well. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's because his character and him, if you watch his interviews, he's not really, he's not really different from his character. He's kind of the same. No insult to him. Taking himself and turning it up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I haven't seen many um, post uh, nine interviews with him outside of the thing. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's pretty much the same outside of the ring, man. Um, but yeah, I think he can cut a promo. There's not very many on the roster that can though. No. I think I think one guy that sounds like whenever he cuts a promo, he definitely sounds like a scripted is Baron Corbin. Every time I see a oh, promo with him, yeah. he definitely sounds like I don't mind like him, his work in the ring. Cause you know, these are separate conversations, obviously. We're gonna talk about the work rate in the ring, we talk about that sort of thing. Right. He's good. I like to watch him. Like he, you know, because he he comes, he look you just want to punch him in the face. Right. Like he looks like that dude. It's just when he talks and you know. And some of the storylines always are just kind of, I don't know. It's, I just wish I could put it into words. That sometimes it feels like it's for younger kids more than me, other than the Roman stuff. The Roman stuff feels like, and I get they have a, they have a different audience. They have to meet different audience because they're on Fox. You know, they they got to get the kids into it. They got to, I get it. It's tough. It's like Major League Baseball. You got to somehow get to the young kids into it before they check out and it's aimed towards older people so they got to mix it up roman stuff appears to be for me or our age group i think some of the other things just seem a little bit more and it's just i I don't feel like sitting through all of it you know what i mean i I think roman nowadays is probably the most believable hill um especially because it's not something we've seen before this is the first time roman has ever turned hill on wwe 
Yeah. And it's believable. Oh, he's such a Oh, he's, he's so it. good. And having Paul Heyman by his side makes it 100 times better. I remember when Paul Heyman just got there, I was thinking, oh, Paul's going to do all the talking. And then when Roman started getting the mic, I'm like, oh, Roman's on a different level now. Because yeah. the way he, like I said, his cadence, the way he um pauses, he's almost like laughing, like you think you're better than me. And he's not afraid of anyone. He just, he comes across. And then in the matches, he talks trash during the match, which is hysterical. Because I remember Kevin Owens used to do a lot. Middle of the match, he turned to the camera, I'm going to beat this man. Like, oh, he's yeah, just, yeah. like, midway, you're just like, oh, that's awesome. But he, um, him as a heel, the only thing that bothers me with him as a heel, because he's the number one guy, but, like, he never gets any comeuppance. And then, so he can do whatever he wants, and there's never, like, a blowback. Which is okay after a while, but when it goes for a while, I know people are loving the run, and they, they put the dates up of how many years he's, I mean, how long he's had the belt. And I get it. And I understand that they obviously determine how long that'll go. But when you reach a point where you know that there's no one coming out of the locker room who's going to have a realistic shot of beating him, it somehow takes something away for it for me. Because, like, what is that? We're building towards a pay-per-view and he's not going to lose. Like, no one, no one in their right mind thinks he's going to lose. It'll be the biggest upset. You know, right. Seth Rollins, I think, might take him. That would be the only one I'd see come out. They might but even then, I don't know. That's a good theory, Seth Rollins. You know, um, a lot but he's of he's here right now, but I would slip it slightly, keep him like in that little gray area. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine, man. Seth Rollins is a great uh candidate to beat Roman. I think that's would be would be logical given their history with the shield with the uh yeah. shield. And that one match they had at um I forgot the name of the, the event, but they had that one, you know, with the belts again, each uh, champion versus champion thing. Or yeah, I believe, that, I believe that was a couple months ago, actually. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a couple months ago. I can't remember what it was, but um, that yeah. was a great match too. And he's he's that guy. But everyone else, I just think like, all right, you have no shot. And if you do win, it's not believable at this point. So then, after like, I think it was the day after he beat um, um Brock. Um, he's talking in the ring or the, the Friday after whatever it was, and then out the curtain comes. It's um, oh my god, I can't remember who came down the aisle, but whoever it was, it was just like okay, he just beat Brock. He's beating you. Like it was, there was no, I forget who it was. I want to say it was um, 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 the demon. Um, I'm blanking on the name. Finn Balor. Thank you. I think it was Finn who came out, and I'm thinking like, okay, he's gonna beat you, Finn. Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we pretending like this is possible? You know what I mean? Yeah, if, if he beat Brock, he's definitely going to go over everybody else, you know? Right, so then it's just the suspense sometimes is gone, but I'm still enjoying him grabbing the mic and doing stuff. So it's a little bit area there. So, the, you know, the long-winded answer, because I've been talking about 15 minutes about this, though, honestly, is just that I still watch WWE. It's recorded. I'll fast-forward through it, but I'm not, like, in everything. It's not like when I was younger where even the Intercontinental Champion, when someone comes out, you hear the music, like, ooh, I haven't seen this guy in a while. I haven't seen, you know... So it's it's different. AEW, I'm more into it more, but I also have problems with that too. So it's it's it is it is right. I I definitely agree with you. you know back in the day, WWE was so much better to where now it's more PG. It's more lean towards kids, and I, right. You know that, and to where AEW is kind of it kind of reminds you back like the ruthless aggression area when you watch AEW. It's kind of like you're watching WWE back in the day. And yeah, then, that's what it felt. That's what NXT felt like too until. It it became 2.0, but the early NXT felt like just great wrestling, good mic work, and you can tell it was different. You can tell they had their own thing, and the Hunter was you know running it and, and Michael whatever. 
obviously that's changed somewhat. So now it feels like just another part of the thing. But yeah, it feels like that old ruthless. You don't know what's going to happen. AEW has some issues too that I I think that one of their biggest problems right now is the roster is really really big. Oh, it's it's it's, it's huge. I mean, that yeah. was one of the problems that I I talked about too. Was he's signing so many people at once? And... Yeah, you can't. You got to get him on. You got to get him on um, TV every week because. They're characters, right? You're supposed to fall in love with the characters and you care about them. So when they right. get beat up, jump, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But when you have a character that comes on once a, once a month, there's no connection. So you're not really invested in the character anymore. The only people who make it religiously, um, we're looking at, and actually talks most of the time, because you got to have the mic work to get you hooked, the fans to hook into you. MJF, obviously, Punk as well, was always on the mic. And uh, Omega, when he was here, was... But everyone else kind of just seem, appears to come in and out and in and out. And it's just you don't build that kind of connection that they need to move forward because you have so many and just throwing them in the match and that kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely agree, man. You know, um, but otherwise, I love AEW for what it is. Yep. I think um, I think there's a lot of positive things about AEW, the negative. The, I mean, there's a million things we can talk about WWE that's negative. Yes. But if you compare the two, I think AEW More is a million. step ahead. Yeah, you know, and and that's uh, it's good in a way. It's sad for WWE. Maybe they'll make some changes, but you know, WWE still making money to still be around forever in their business. But it's it's just okay. It's just not like what I. It's almost like my you know I have a son who's eighteen. He's going to school, and uh, a year or so ago, I was teaching him how to drive. So at some point, when I'm teaching him how to drive, he wants to play his own music. Okay, you can play your own music when we're at the point where you can play your own music, and I'm comfortable that way. You learn how to drive listening to your music. Um, he's playing his music. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't like what he's playing because I'm older. <laughs> it's not and I, you know, as much as I want to trash his version of hip hop or whatever it is, because I'm an old head, whatever. Right. Um, the fact of the matter is just like WWE sometimes, it's just not for me. So I don't have to be like bitter and bash it. And you see people online bash other things, you know, hate this one, love this. One. It's not, you know, it's just not for me right now. Roman Reigns is, and maybe, you know, an edge and Rome and uh um Randy pop up. I know them. I feel comfortable, you know, whatever. But most of it's just not for me right now. And that's fine. That's totally fine. But AEW feels start to, you know, that thing the other night with the Young Bucks versus um, um, the Lucha, the Lucha, the, who are they? Uh, Luke, I don't even know. I think it's yeah. the Sword Lucha House. Yeah, the Lucha, right, right. That tag team match to open the show. That's hot. Right. That was crazy in itself. Um, that's kind of for me right now. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Definitely, man. You know, it's funny you compared w- WWE to rap music. It's like WWE is the trap music nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't want to bash, you know, I'm trying not to, you know, but it's true. I just, you know, but it's like I said, like I said, my son's music is just not for me. Like yeah. the, the music he listens to, I don't even understand what they're saying half the time. I hate feeling like I'm an old head, but look, yelling at the cloud, you know, like that Simpson thing. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, yeah, where's your rhymes? Like <laughs> you're rhyming book and crook. Like, oh, that's easy. Come on, listen to Biggie. What are we doing? And yeah, my friend yeah. to his credit likes the music I'll play sometimes. And I'm not just all rap. I listen to all different types of things. But the stuff he's playing, I'm like, how is this? How is this even? I don't know. But like I said, <laughs> their their demographic they're looking for are not 40 plus year old men, which is right. fine. So I'm it shouldn't I shouldn't be too in WWE's demographic. I don't, and they have to cover a lot, 
most of it doesn't appear to be aimed at me right now. Maybe it'll come back around. NXT felt like for me more. Um, now it's just pretty much when Roman's on the screen appears to be for me. It may be what AJ Styles is doing too sometimes. But for the mo- most of some of that sillier stuff, I'm just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you know, like like what we said about Roman, you know, with him holding the title for so long, we know he's going to go over everybody. This is beginning to be a problem at some point. Yeah, um, yeah you're right, man. I'm tired. Because what and, are you doing? It? And it's it's definitely going to hurt their product. I think the longer Roman keeps the title, I think the, the worse things are going to get. Because ev- eventually fans are going to get tired. Yes. They're even, going to get they're going to get restless at this point. Yep. Because I, I am. I like hearing them speak and I like making it new. But when you don't think the person coming out has any shot of beating him, there's no story. Like you watch, and I, you know, I'm I'm taking it back to my whole Fandalorian universe. Um, for any of the fans here who even listen or watch some of the Marvel Universe stuff, um, you got the Avengers. And then they introduced Thanos in one of those last movies. And Thanos literally came out so strong in the first episode where Thanos appeared in person. Beat The first thing he does is beat the Hulk down. The Hulk's like the strongest guy if you don't know Marvel at all. Beats right. him down by himself one-on-one. And that opening scene, the five minutes in, you're going, holy God, what are they going to do? Because he just, <laughs> he just wiped out the Hulk in two minutes. And we just started this movie. But that sends a message, yeah, the Avengers aren't just going to be pulling this out like they did all the other movies. That's the issue. The issue with um, he uh, Roman is basically Thanos. He took out the baddest person as the Hulk version of Brock. And now you're just like, all right, well, you know, nothing's going to beat him. Nothing's happening. And nothing has. You know what I mean? So then, like you said, they get restless. It's just we know he's going to wipe the floor with him. What's what's the point? Yeah, It's like, what are they going to do at this point? How long are they going to keep this going? Right. Even if they have like a fluke, I would love a fluke. You know what I mean? Like a a match against, um, let's say Finn, for example, and Finn somehow manages to get a pin. Can you imagine how fast that'll be trending? How much people are watching Raw the next day? Like, wait, what? What? Because people didn't watch the pay-per-view because they assumed he would walk to Florida. Now you got Roman running wild on Friday, destroying everything for a rematch. Finn doesn't want to give one. Like, you have a whole different story. Of a fluke, which we would feel like a fluke, a roll up, something, you know, like Bret Hart used to do, like something like that. That's just a great story. Right. Then then you can, then he gets the belt back. I get it. And a month later, he gets it back. Okay. But that's just, that'll break up the monotony a little bit. And then I'll get people to be like, all right, I'm going to keep watching because this could happen again versus I don't think it's ever going to happen. And, you know, Finn, that's a, that's a good, uh, another candidate as well to beat Roman. And I think that would work if Finn Bauer was under his demon gimmick. Yes. If, if you've seen that before, I don't know if you have. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on, man. The old classic NXT, I'm sure you have. But I, Oh, you know. yeah, yeah. Him, Samoa a couple times. And then, uh, yeah, yo, and then I bought some of the stuff when he used to do it in Japan. But yeah, no, that. And ready? Don't even telegraph it. Just it's Finn versus Roman. We build towards it. We don't mention a demon. No, because sometimes they, they like to tip your hand a little bit. Don't give it. And then the day of the event, Roman comes out first. And then the music hits, the demon comes out. He's unexpected. And even then, and then gets the win. Oh, come on. That would be nuts. Confetti, the whole thing. That'd be great. I definitely agree, man. I, and I, like I said, I think that would work. I think that's the only way they could pull it off of if they do the demon versus reigns. Just like if they did, you know, if, if Bray Wyatt was to ever return and they did the fiend versus reigns, I think that would be 
as good as having Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in a way. Why do you let me ask you this? You mind if I ask you a question? I'm sorry. Of course, man. All right, yo, let me ask you this about the Bray Wyatt. You brought him up, and I know that's your the hand I've seen it. Um were you would you did you prefer I'll tell you what I prefer after though. Did you prefer Bray Wyatt um almost cult leader rocking chair or the fiend? Like what was your if you could pick if he returns and he had to take one of those two, assuming he can't, they don't give him anything different. What did you like best? Which version? Oh man, that's a good question. And I've never yeah. answered this question before, actually. You know exactly my answer, but I'm dying to hear because I know this is your your boy. So I want to know what you actually have to say. <laughs> and I and I've debated this with myself. Like, who do I like more? Oh, now I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Your but, show, and I'm putting you on the spot. But I definitely I I love the cult leader gimmick, the eater of roads gimmick. Yeah. I I that because that's what made me fall in love with Bray Wyatt. I agree. Oh, okay. A thousand percent. I didn't like the other one as much. I understand you want to do a switch. Oh, the cult leader thing was left was so and then um what's it God rest his soul. Um uh Brody Lee. Thank you. Brody Lee and um I don't remember the names that well. The other guy. Strowman, uh Rowan. Yes, Rowan and Brody. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm bad with names sometimes. No, I'm you're good. Getting old, man. Mad cow getting to me. So when they came out, yo, he just sit there and rock on the rocking chair. And they had the mask on, like one of those horror movies. One of them had the mask on. I'm, man, that whole thing was in it legit. And if I wanted to show, there's a couple matches. If I have friends who wanted to watch wrestling, and I said, "Hey, let me see a match that just will hook me in, just be fun." If they didn't interested, there's a couple out there. The Brett Austin ones are a couple. There's a couple out there. But the, the if you want a six man, you show me um, the Shield versus that crew. That one match they did, right. Um, Bray and them versus the Shield. It was like a three. Oh my God. <laughs> like that whole thing, the cult, that was fantastic. I agree. I was, I love that gimmick. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. The, the promos were amazing, man. Yes. Yes. It wasn't, you can't script that. The it was one too crazy. Thing, that's the one thing that made me fall in love with Bray. It wasn't even him in the ring. It was just his promos every week. It was just something new, something to, I mean, out of the box, just out of nowhere. Yeah, that was that was a uh, that was incredible. I know we just I didn't know how to get on the Bray Wyatt. You mentioned them, but I'm like I would. Yeah, he was uh, the cult thing was gold. Was and you so know the, the thing gimmick flannel the whole thing. The Go thing ahead. gimmick the thing gimmick it could have worked, and it was good. But what they could have done was we had the Funhouse version of Bray. We had the Fiend. We could have had the cult leader gimmick come back. All three of those gimmicks rolled into one person. Yeah, like like uh like much Mick, like, like yeah, Mick. much like Mick Foley, dude love mankind, you know, whatever, cactus jack. They could have oh, done yeah, like you that. know what? Ah, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's exactly what they should have did. Cause then we all would have been happy. Yeah. I, mean, I like the funhouse thing and then how he'd go psycho and say things. I didn't like that that one that Cena was running through the whole episode one. That one gets a little bit out of there for me, but I did like it. The fiend thing was crazy. Um, and then you roll back in the cult person. Oh yeah. Because you know what? Yeah, what's old is new and just do it again. That would have been good. Yeah, definitely. The, 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 fun, the Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena was like watching Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. Like Freddy Krueger in your nightmare type yes. deal. Yes, yes, yes. It was just out there. Yeah. Which I get. It's okay. It just it's, That thing's not really for me, but I, I get it. Just the match itself when they're in the ring, you know, I get a little, I don't know. But I did like the, I do like what you're saying, combining all three of those personas into one like like Mick used to do. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. I hopefully he does come back. I, I did like 
his work. I just liked it. The whole the the his moveset, everything. You know, sometimes it got weird when you know he'd do the upside down crawl thing and everyone got scared. <laughs> that would always bother him. Like, yo, just kick him, man. You're good. Like, figure it out. <laughs> but but it was still awesome because like he like I said earlier in 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 the podcast here just now, he gets on the mic. It doesn't sound like everybody else. And that's what it is. That's what AEW is doing when they do get on the mic. No one sounds the same. Like yeah, they all but, sound like different people. Like in the real world, you and I do not sound the same right now. Like it's just that's right. how life is. And Bray a thousand percent did not sound like, you know, any a Roman who sounded who didn't sound like Edge, who didn't sound like you know anyone else who talked Miz or whatever. So yeah, and he didn't sound scripted. They know that's God. No, you couldn't have. The, what what he was saying was so out there. You're you're thinking about what he just said, and he's already on the next sentence. You're still processing. That was pretty good stuff. Hands down. Yep. It's almost like he wrote his own promos in a way, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I don't think anybody can write that stuff for him. I, I, I just, no. It's just out of the box. When you compare other promos to his promos, there's no way these writers could write this stuff for him. They wrote, I'm sure they gave him an outline. I'm sure he said, you oh, know, I'm, I can yeah, do this, sure. this and this. Yeah, no, I do that. But I think he got more creative control to be like, nope, this sounds better this way. And I think Vince just let him go with it because it's a headspace you got to get into. It's like an actor playing a character and they're in that head and then they don't like how the script goes and you see it all the time. And then he did a good job of just being that cult person in his head and it manifests itself in any of the things he, he wrote. So, or he helped them write and create and everything. You know? When they have that freedom, they can, you know, do some great things. Yeah, I think you got to give everyone a little freedom. And then if they, hey, listen, you, you screw it up, it's a billion dollar industry. All right, we're going to script you for a little bit. And then hopefully you get another shot. And, you know, like kids, I'm a teacher. Give them a little rope. If they don't behave, you have to take it away. I mean, that's just what I do in my job. Um, but give them a chance first. Because, you know, they, MJF at one point was in WWE and they just didn't see his mic skill being worth anything and, whatever, and they let him go. I think the only thing he did there was he escorted like small Joe to the ring ones or something like that. Oh yeah. That was it. Yep. You know, and that's it. So maybe with a chance things would have been differently. Cause I know they probably gonna look to scoop him up if he had, they have opportunity to, if that's a work or not, we don't know what's going on with that. That's a whole nother thing. That's that's, I believe it's a work. I believe it was a shoot at first, but now it's a work, but <laughs> you know, yeah. Who knows? yeah, no, I listened to you. Yeah. I listened to you yesterday, uh, the other podcast and, yeah, again, we're agreeing. And it's so funny on my podcast, we literally bicker and argue and don't agree all the time because that's just, <laughs> and it's not even for show. We legit have always argued. That's just who we are. I'm agreeing with just everything you're saying so far. Yeah. Um, I think it was legit. I think he has a legit complaint. I'm one of these people, though, you know, he signed the contract. It kind of, that's how these things work out. Right. Yeah, I, I'm always wanting now. I, I think the best wrestling, you know, and you've listened, you've watched wrestling as probably as long as I have. Um, when they blend the truth and reality together, you know, that's what we're talking about. When they did it, Brett and Sean did it all the time. Once it became crystal clear after the whole sunny days thing, once it became crystal clear they don't like each other, that was constantly a thing. I think you mentioned Edge and Lita and them at one point. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah I heard that from you too. And that's yeah, I am like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Yes, that was another one where it was. Yeah, if we're gonna make, if we already did it, let's just make money off it. But when it's inside baseball stories, it's fine. I think they had an issue. I think he was pissed. I think he's legitimately pissed because it, you know he he 
is the number one carrier in that company. I mean, that guy's the number one heel. Like, it's ridiculous. Everyone likes him, but boos the crap out of him everywhere he goes. He's from Long Island. I'm on Long Island. So when he's at the arena, I'm always looking around like, man, I got to get tickets one day because I want to be in there cheering for him because I'm a Long Island guy. Right. And that arena is like 35 minutes from my house. Um, I just haven't been able to get out there yet. But he's definitely, I think they worked it out. I think the lines blurred and they were like, yo, let's just make some money over it. Because you ready? I agree with you. They're not giving him a live microphone if the thing hasn't been worked out. Because that's a, that's suicide, yeah. You know, so they let him go out there. I'm a conspiracy guy. I I literally I see a world like they do in the NBA and other deals where you see like this big player sign for a team with no money, which means they gave him some money under the table they're not keeping track of, but we're gonna get him to sign for this. I'm a big fan of Tony Khan gave him a okay. Listen, you're right. I don't want to renegotiate. This is my pretend. This is my. This is just me, <laughs> not you. This is just me. <laughs> I see Tony Khan going, okay, yep, you're right. They're making more. I'm going to write this number on this check. I'm going to give it to you. You're not going to tell anyone because otherwise I now have to do this for anyone else that has a problem. And we'll just let it go and we'll take care of it when your contract comes up. Here's a little money. Keep you quiet. Deposit it in your mom's account and have her transfer it over or something like that. And that definitely makes sense, man. Listen, I because they, I know for a f- – I won't say I know for a fact, but – in other sports, and he's from the football world where they do this all the time because they got to they gotta cheat the salary cap. So it's kind of like, all right, we're going to sign you for this, but I'm going to give you this in stock options or I'm going to give you this or you're going to get a couple cars from this guy over here who's a friend of mine. And and none of that paper trail, I'm going to get your mom this. And then just how they get college athletes to play at like some of these universities and, you know, for some reason they're signing to like Delaware State or something. It happens all the time. So for me to say that would he wouldn't put it past him, logically, I would probably attempt to do the exact same thing. I'll give you this. You don't tell anybody, so no one else has to know about it. And in two years, I'll take care of you better. And we're going to turn this into an angle. And maybe I'll put the belt on you within a year because we have this whole thing with a punk that's popped up. That's my yeah. thing. Shockingly, you know, nobody expected that. But... I definitely see what you're saying, man. And it definitely makes sense because it was rumored that MJF and Tony Khan were supposed to have a sit-down meeting. This is before the pipe bomb and everything. Right. So yeah. it does make sense for that scenario to happen. I mean, this this is my theory. I mean, it could be wrong. And obviously, we'll never know either way. But it seems logical because I know they do that in other sports. And he's that dude. He's from the NFL world of here's a salary cap. How do we sidestep it? and not get fined or lose draft picks. Right. He doesn't have to worry about being fined or losing draft picks. It's just public face and not having an entire locker room of people saying, wait, he gave him what under the table? I want that too. I mean, it sounds like a logical thing. And like you said, if it has to be worked out for you to give him a microphone. So, Yeah. How do you feel? How do you think uh, MJF would do in WWE? <sighs> He would have. I was talking to my friend about this the other day. If if he you now MJF is playing it smart, um, he knows that everyone's going to be wanting to sign him. WD is not stupid. Vince could care less. Vince is you know Brett punched Vince in the face and Brett came back. He just wants to make money. He can get over stuff. So even though he's trash, whatever uh, MJF is the greatest heel I've ever seen, almost in my lifetime. Flair probably I put him in that category, but you know he he's right there. 
in WWE, he will be he can't say some of the stuff he wants to say. He still can work a mic. Um him, I would sign a deal where he has some control as in I don't have to do scripted promos. You can give me bullet points. Like I think he in two years or whenever he's up, he may be in a position of power where he could talk his way into saying, I don't want scripted promos, it's in my contract, kind of thing. If that's possible. I don't know how their bylines work. I don't really know. I'm just saying I don't think he would do well because I think he would come in and Vince would want to make sure he loses a lot because you can't have the guy from another company come in and beat all his guys. I think that might be a problem. Um, I also think the scripted promos and the f- might also be an issue as well. I don't know. I, I he's really good, though. I also believe that too. It might kill a character, you know. Yeah, the character that he's worked so hard to build, you know. Right, but they WWE should have enough common sense to know his mic skills is his one of his greatest, if not his great. He's great in the ring, but his greatest talent is the ability to captivate an entire audience, literally everyone booing him. Um, so to hamper to hamstring him from that. I don't, I, they have to have more sense than that. That's the only thing I would think, too. You know what I mean? They yeah. should know better. If you're getting him, you got to let him talk. Otherwise, what the hell, what are we doing? You know? Yeah, his promos are his strongest point, man. Um, he's right. been compared to the likes of Miz, EC3, you know. And this is a guy that's, he was in WWE. He's kind of grown as a, a performer. Yeah. Some of that, some of that stuff with Punk was great. Some of his in work, he's so. The nuance is just he, you know, he reminds me of Flair. And again, I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm I'm 45, so I'm 26. But yeah, I'm 45, so I'm an old old man. I'm like double, double, double. But um, <laughs> so I'm I'm from like you know the 80s era. I grew up watching the Nature Boy out there doing his stuff, and he reminds me of Flair. Not just the robes and the the way he dresses and everything, but Flair was my Flair hands down favorite wrestler of all time. You can't tell me anything different. Um, in 1986, I think I was 10. And I used to watch the WCW, not WCW. It was like an NWA, WCW, begin Saturday night event, whatever. 605, TBS, watch the whole thing. And it's always Rick. And Rick would be out there. And, you know, none of that was scripted. Anyone YouTube, Rick, you hear him go, he can go. But people were paying money to come into an arena to watch someone hopefully beat the hell out of him because he sells anything so well. And he had me so suspended from disbelief of everything he said. Because the way he talked, the way his mannerism, I thought he was awesome. You know, he was the villain. And I remember I got to see him one time at Nassau Coliseum out here on the island. It was him in WWE. Um, he was the champ at the time versus Piper. And I was too young to realize that, you know, he's not going to lose the belt on, you know, at a at a house show. <laughs> that wasn't televised. You know, I was 10, 11. So right. I didn't know. Or I think I maybe was like 13 or 14 at that point. I didn't realize, like, oh, this, you know, it's not a camera. So, you know, we know now. But back then, I was different. And right. me and my, my man, Doug, were sitting in the front row. We had we had front row seats because my friend, whatever, whatever. Um, I think we were the only one in that building sharing for Flair because it was a Piper house. It was Piper was an intergovernmental champ, too. So it wasn't title for title, but whatever. Um, MJF just sounds like him, like one of the greatest heels where he's yelling at the audience. He's doing things in the ring. He's doing things that when he gets low in the ring, he turns to the crowd and talks to them to get them back up. Like there's no moment where he's not working. You know what I mean? He keeps them going. That's what makes him one of the best, I think, to ever do it. He definitely stands out, man. 
But when you when you look at MJF, we could talk about Hills all night. Yeah, we could. Definitely, definitely. But Roman Reigns, okay, versus MJF. Who do you think is the best heel out of the two? Uh, right now, I think the best heel is MJF by a smidge. And the reason why is if, the, by definition, the heel is supposed to have the audience hating him, there's a lot of people who think Roman Reigns is just cool and are cheering him on and are wearing the T-shirts and saying they're part of the, uh, the not the family. What's the, the, um, the bloodline. Thank you. The bloodline. It's late for me. I'm tired. The, it's <laughs> I'm, not good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just playing. I got coffee. I'm all, I'm all with um, <laughs> Yeah. Part of the bloodline and everything. Like he's going to, and I think he's cool too. Um, MJF is like, everyone likes him, but they hate him so much. It's almost like they know he's the villain, so they boo him. And even though Rome, they're both cool, he's such a jerk. Like you, but then, like I think you said in the podcast, like he'll he'll make you cheer for him. This man came out there against Punk. He was getting booed out of the arena in a in a promo, cut a promo how growing up on Long Island is being mistreated because he's Jewish. Had the crowd clapping and cheering for him to the point when Punk comes out and then he kicks Punk below the belt like the next week or something like that, and he's right back to being hated. Then. Last week, he did the, almost the exact same thing. Comes out, talk about the crowd's booing him. F you, they're saying all this stuff. Cuts a promo, turns them to cheer for him because he's not getting paid what he should be. And he'll probably do the same thing next week. He, I think he's one of the best heel because he owns the crowd. Like you, he gets booze constantly. Roman doesn't always get booze. They don't, they don't always hate him. He's becoming the cool heel a little bit. But I'm not saying it's a it's a runaway thing, but I'd say by a smidge, MJF is probably the better here right now. I have to agree with you, man. I think we keep agreeing, this, man. What do we do? Honestly, dude, it's it's been all night. I agree with you. You know, yeah. you know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I have to agree with you. You know, um, Roman Reigns, like you said, he's a cool hill. Yes. He's somebody we want to see heal. We, he's somebody that has been a baby face for so long that we've hated him. And now we want to see him heal. Right. So when you look at Roman Reigns, you know, and you look at MJF, Roman Reigns being the cool heel. Nowadays, when you look at professional wrestling, the heels are getting cheered more than the baby faces. Right. And that is the case with. Roman, he's getting cheered because we wanted to see him babyface. We wanted to see him as a heel. I mean, so right, right, yeah, no, I just, yeah. And MJF, MJF is out there doing his thing to where he's getting legitimate heat. He's getting booed because he's being the heel. You know, we want to hate him, and there's a lot of people that like him. But, but him being the you being still the, boo him though. Like what I'm right. saying, they hate him but boo him. My uh, my kids. I have um, I have three kids. I have a teenager who's eighteen, which is funny. He's closer to your age than I am. That's how old I am. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, he's eighteen. He's about to graduate. I have my daughter's sixteen. Um, eleventh grade. I have another young one that is eleven years old. Um, so my kids are telling me one day at the house, we're at the dinner table, eating whatever, and I said something. They go, oh, "That's mid." I'm like, "What?" 
and I'm looking at them because they don't they don't watch wrestling. My two older ones don't watch it. My younger one watched who started watching with me. The other two just never got into it, which is fine. I don't like his music. It's cool. But <laughs> he goes, they say it's mid. I'm like, what do you mean it's mid? What how did you? And I'm thinking, in my mind, he was the first one, you know, MJF had said that. So I thought, I'm like, oh, I guess maybe some rapper said it, and that's where you know MJF got it from, whatever. They're like, oh no, daddy, it's the thing on TikTok of this guy saying mid and whatever, whatever. And it's just his voice. So they show me that maybe it's not a TikTok. It's one of the things they use. I'm old. Anyway, they show people mouthing the words of MJF famous rant where he's in like uh, wherever, you know, see something, something chilly, mid the whole thing. You, you see. <laughs> so it's a TikTok trend of them taking the audio and people like talking over it. So they're playing it for me. I'm like, you know, that's a wrestler, right? They're like, no, what? Where? I'm like, you know, that's a, I watched the thing. Are you, sh you know, and I'm their father. So I'm obviously I'm wrong. No, daddy, you're wrong. Of course, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm actually right this time. So I pull <laughs> it up on YouTube and I'm like, oh, oh, he's funny. And then I sent him stuff and told him how, which makes him one of the greatest heels again. Um, he never stayed breaks character. So if you find news clippings of this man on News 12 on Long Island, which I've seen because I watched when they were in the state uh, on Long Island, he did the normal, the, the Long Island news show. And he's saying the worst things in the morning. I'm trying not to laugh. And they're looking stunned. I'm like, the dude stays in character. But he's transcended to the point where, like, he's in the mid thing, whatever. He's such a heel. Such a heel. He's one of those classic heels, man. And yeah, he stays in character, which you never see nowadays. Back then, wrestlers, they didn't break character. You know, they, they lived that character like Undertakers, for instance. Yes. How, yeah, how often do you see same. Undertaker break character in the last 20 years? You never really did. Never to just now when he did that whole thing, right? He protected his character so well because he's old school. And 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 um, I almost said miss. I mean, MJF is definitely doing the same thing, you know. He's one of the he's the best. I mean, again, Roman's a cool heel, and honestly, I would want to say Flair back then was a cool heel to me, but that's just me. But most people universally think um, Roman was was one of the is the coolest heel, MJF is just hated. You know, when he comes to Long Island, though, it's a party. And I love it because I'm from here. Not going to lie, I bought the shirt. That's my, you know, he's from Long Island. And he's promoting it and then bashing everywhere else. I love it. But he's definitely hated to pretty much anywhere else. And that's that's great. Definitely, man. Definitely. And by the way, you know, I'm 26 years old. I know TikTok, but I never heard of the word mid before in my life. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I didn't either. That's why I didn't know. And I, I assumed he came up with it. And then my kid tried to convince me he wasn't, but they're using his audio. Yeah, he's, he's, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, I'm a little out of touch, but it's all good. At first, um, I, at first, I thought you were saying Miz. <laughs> oh, no, no. He mid when he goes, mid. You've seen the promo when he did it, right? I think so, yes. Yeah, he did one. I, I don't remember. I mean, you could look at, I, I could send you to it. I saw it. I don't know where he was, but he was trashing the town. I think he was in Cincinnati. And he was like, maybe Cincinnati Bengals, m -m -m mid, something, 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 m -m -m mid. Like he was just, and mid is just something that's just obviously not on level what it should be. He did it a few times. He doesn't do it every time. But I remember that promo because I thought it was hysterical. And I didn't even know what he meant because I never heard mid before he did it. And then my kids are using it, the word. So I, I really think he coined the phrase. And I follow him on Twitter. And at one point, someone was tweeting out the thing and he wrote that you know i invented this and i'm not getting in the i should be getting paid for this whatever i actually saw that yes yeah he i i don't remember anyone ever saying it before he did and it's hysterical and i'm from here i thought maybe it's a long i don't think i missed but 
He's close to the areas too. So, I you know all these years I never knew he was from Long Island until uh, the other day. Until now. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Yeah. He, um, the couple of the shows when he comes to when they come to the island, I don't know if you watch the AEW episodes where he's on Long Island. It's literally like when Bret Hart used to go to Canada and he was a heel, but in Canada he was like a, a folk hero. The episodes when they say, you know, we're gonna be on Long Island, and then he's he'll promote it online because he's coming home. And I think the first one, um, he was in the middle of the Punk feud. Punk came out as a heel, grabbing the mic and started trashing Long Island because he had to play it because it's he. It, there was no way he was getting he was getting booed there. MJF, as great as he is, he's not getting booed in the hometown. Oh no! And he came out like a king. They they show the vantage point from him on his old football field. Which is pretty near the arena, which I've actually been, you know, I know the island pretty well. And then he's coming in on the limo, he's walking through fans. Like it's just, and every, the whole arena was full of scar- people with the signs. It's hometown boy. He's from the island. So, all other than years. that, when he leaves here, though, it's, it, it is different. <laughs> all these years, man, I thought he was from like Cincinnati. <laughs> nah, <laughs> or something. he's from here, he's from right on the island. So, the, who do you think should be put on the, um, who do you think should, uh, Get the AEW title since Punk is going down. The interim title. I don't know how the Punk. Oh man, um, that whole thing sounds weird in itself. But assuming that you know, I don't want to say Kenny Omega. I don't yeah. want to say John Moxley. Yeah, I want to say MJF, but I don't know. You know, um, depends on depending on what happens with this contract situation. But right, right it, now, seems... no. Go ahead. What? No, what's that, bud? No, no, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. <laughs> but, but right now, it seems like MJF was the only logical option. Yeah, I thought that too. My thing was like, because I'm thinking from the perspective of you know him being the owner, it's like rewarding bad behavior, right? Like he did this and then he's a champ. I would almost give it to someone to transition to him getting it from them maybe. But this could work too. So I don't know. Either way. Putting him, putting it on him now, making him the proverbial face of the company, the ultimate heel, kind of like again Flair in the '80s, which was he was pretty much the champ all the time, and he always like the go home show was him getting the crap beat out of him, and in the match he'd barely slip away and keep the title, and you'd be like, oh, you know, Dusty Rhodes almost had it. I remember watching all these things. I think you could do that with him really, really well. You know, are, are they upset about what happened the other day? I don't know, but I agree with you. It might be the best move. And him being a heel on every week, talking smack and people trying to get him, and then him barely, like barely getting out of it. You know, the, the last second, maybe someone jumps in as a smosh finish where, like, when are they going to get this guy? Because Roman never feels like he's in any danger at all, ever. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ric Flair literally always looked like he was about to die. <laughs> somehow, like he's bleeding, it's cut, it's doing the, you know, it's been an hour, Steamboat's destroying him, whatever it is, Dusty, whoever, and just one, two, and you got double A coming in and something, something, and they managed to get away. And everyone's like, oh my God, we almost got him. That would happen all the time, but it's still fun, you know. And then one time they do get him, and Sting got him a few times. Roman never feels in danger. I can see MJF playing it since he's already modeling himself like almost after Flair anyway playing that role of that guy who's just managing to just get out of it. I think it'd be great. Right. I agree with you, man. Like I said, that's, that's right now is the only logical option. 
But it's funny you mentioned Ric Flair and how good we've been talking about Ric Flair for a little bit now. Um, That's my man. Right. He's a great guy. There's a reason he's 16 time world champion, you know, great, great competitor, great talent, cut a promo. Yes. But, um, you know, we, we've been talking about him all night. We never mentioned this. Ric Flair is actually stepping back in the ring soon. Yeah, I saw that. <sighs> what are your thoughts on that? Do you think he'll, he'll do well nowadays with the younger talent? I know he's. If they spend the time to go, you know what? I don't, I'll be honest. I just don't want to. One, I don't want him to get hurt. The man just like kicked out from almost dying a few, was it like in August or something? Like he was right. hurt. I'm always worried about that. You know, and obviously he had other issues going on as well. Um, but everyone or allegedly part of this is because, you know, he didn't save well and the checks can't come. And I know he just signed the deal to do another some sort of movie or video thing with WWE. Um, I saw that come across like he, you know, they're going to do like a a thing on release footage of flair, a little thing. Maybe Vince is helping him out get some more money. And I'm not really sure every, all the details, but as far as being in the ring goes, if he's with someone who can help him, I mean, fine. I would never want to stop people from doing something they like to do, but I'm not excited about it. He's older. I don't know. I just don't want to get hurt. Is that weird? I don't know. It's just uh, see. This will be the one thing I disagree with you with. Go ahead. Because I'm actually excited for Flair, man. Um, even if it is like a 30 second squash match, like a like a Goldberg book match where it's, it ends in 30 seconds, you know. Yeah. If he can go in there, and we could just have Flair for one more match, he I could it. he could end his career perfectly. I get it, because I, I truly enjoyed watching Austin beat Owens up for the arena, and I was worried, admittedly. Like, oh, man, I was, too. That was, yeah, I was oh like, oh, yeah, because I'm worried. I'm like, come on, man, I don't know if he can. Um, I mean, he was taking bumps on the outside. Yes. Because like. I was thinking it was going to be a smudge, too, like a couple punches from Owens. Owens does his move. You know, Austin no-sells it, whatever. The stunner, the beers were done. They went for, like, 30, like 25 to 30 minutes, whatever it was. And he was taking, like you said, the bumps outside over the bat. This he took a lot of. I'm sure the adrenaline kicks in, whatever. Yeah, uh, he, you know, he's a lot younger than Flair, but um, he he did way more than what I expected. It was rumored that it would just be like a yeah a talk show type deal. Yeah, yeah. That they and were not he, even supposed to have a match. Right, and then like you know, he hit him once, hit him the stunner, go home. Like that's what I thought. Everyone thought it. Suddenly, like we're getting the ref. I'm like, a ref? What do we? Is this a match? Like, I didn't. I was confused. I'm like, this can't be right. Right. I'm like, someone's gonna stop this midway, and then you know the bell rang, and they're out there. But can Flair do all that at his age? Probably not. But I, I get your point. If I can see a couple of the chops, if I see, I, I would love to see the turnbuckle thing, but I don't think that's happening. Oh, um, I, I don't know. Not at his age, man. I yeah, I don't think we're doing the yeah. turnbuckle thing anymore. I used to love the turnbuckle thing. Um. But a figure four and someone tapping out because no one's tapped out in that in years. Um, yeah, I, I get it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you sway me a little bit. I, I'm excited. I'm just cautiously excited. Like I don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. Like I like I don't think this match is gonna be long. You know, given his age and he hasn't been no. in the ring for so many years. Right. So if it, I, I think it'll be a squash match. If anything, it's like a five minute, ten minute, even. But a few yeah. chops here and there and a figure four will yeah. be over. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll definitely watch it. It's Flair. That's my number one guy of all time. I'm not even going to. So, yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Right. And whoever he's working with, I'm sure they'll protect him. 
Yeah, because I'm sure they're going over through it right now. <laughs> they're just running through the match again and again, you know, just to make got to protect them, keep them safe. Um, because uh, you don't want to be that guy who hurt Flair. So yeah, I'm sure oh. they'll, I'm sure it'll do well. Um, just worried, but you know, it's older. Oh. Can you imagine the heat of the guy who does hurt Flair? Yes, exactly. You got to be <laughs> extra careful. You got to be the one talking Flair out of stuff. Like, nope, we're not doing that. But I, nope, I'm not doing that. If you got to hurt Flair. You, you better not go to Carolina. Right, man. You better stay away. And better <laughs> move to Maine and don't go anywhere near the, the South because the, the, the South is Flair country. Don't go anywhere there. They're hiding out. I'm just, you know, lie low. Right, man. Um, Dude, it's been so great having you on. I'd actually like to do a part two episode with you at some point. Oh, listen, man. Whenever you want me to come on, you just you got to, you got the text. I'll give you my real number, not on the podcast. And right. Then just let me know. <laughs> just <laughs> let me know if you ever you ever want to discuss some stuff. You want someone to come talk talk on it with you. Watch the pay per view. We can chat it up about stuff. Yeah, because because... I'm podcasting all the time, and it's fun to talk wrestling for a little bit over an hour now. It's awesome. Yeah, because I feel like there's so much more we can get into. You know, obviously with Anchor, I think they only have like a little bit of time before they, they I'm, I'm not sure. I think they boot you off at a certain time. I'm not sure. I have one more thing to ask you too, but we'll have to get it. What's up, brother? You ready? Real quick, since I don't know what the time is, they boot you off. Ready? Uh, top four Mike skill workers. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Because see, we don't have time. I don't want to. No, look. we're no, good. I wrote it down. I wanted to ask you and I forgot to flip the No, nah, I think we're good. I'm not sure how Anchor does it, but. Um, my top four, man, would probably be no particular order, just uh, Bray Wyatt, okay, CM Punk, Chris Jericho, MJF. All right, all right, I'm going. That's good, that's a good list. And honestly, you, you, you said something I totally forgot about, so I'm gonna have to change what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, you, I totally, I, I was looking for four, I wasn't even gonna do an honorable mention. Um, and I totally messed up and forgot about CM Punk until you said it. I'm like, so I'm totally changing my list. I'm cheating. Um, no hey, man, particular you're, order. You're the teacher. You could cheat. Yeah, I could cheat, right? <laughs> I know all the codes, teacher codes. Um, MJF is obviously on my list. I've said it enough tonight, so there's no need to pretend that, you know, he wouldn't be there. Um, I have to go with Flair as well. You know, old head. That's what I grew up with. Um, I'm adding CM Punk because um, as much as I wanted to, I did have, Jericho in there at one point, but uh, CM Punk though, yeah. When he grabs a mic, I believe everything he's saying. Like you know, like I said, it's believability. I'm like, he grabs it, I'm like, oh, this is real. This is it. And then finally, um, I go with Steve Austin. I'm talking about early Austin, pre the what thing, pre all that, which became like almost a gimmick. He used to just when he early ECW days, he used to grab the mic and cut the promos. And when he was like a heel against Brett. You know, you take ass and put it in front of Hitman. You have my Italian pin and a Bret Hart. Like, he would kill me every week. He would just grab it and go, and I was in. I completely convinced it was real with, with Austin, early Austin. Right. Um, so those would be the ones. I mean, The Rock, I love it, but it's it's a lot of it's just catchphrase stuff, so it's not the same. Um, But Austin, early Austin again, like I said, pre-what, he was incredible. That's how, that's how he got over in ECW. Um, they never let him talk in WCW and ECW. They gave him a, uh, Heyman said, here, you can speak. And then they signed him. And then when they signed him with WWE, he was with, uh, I think Jake Roberts or whatever. And then they right. gave him a mic and then he just cut loose. And then that was it. That Oscar 316 promos legendary. So those would be my four. 
I, I think if I had to add a top five, man, I'd put Undertaker in there too. Oh, damn. oh shoot, you're right. God, I don't know. You know, I'm, this is a dumb question. Now, yeah, I forgot about that too. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't, we need a top ten. Right. Right. Next time we'll have to do a top ten, man. And rank them and think about it ahead of time because this isn't working. Because you're right, I keep, you keep giving me names, man. You mess because me up. Th- I forgot about Bray too, and I mentioned it earlier. There's so many, man. Um, Boston, you messed me up. God, <laughs> now I feel dumb. You know what? In part two, we'll do a top ten. Yeah, we we'll get back together we, anytime. Yeah, we, we will do a top ten, brother. Um, one quick question for you, man, and this no has problem. nothing to do with wrestling. Go for it. You said about being a teacher in school. Yes. What subject? What uh, subject do you teach? Okay, um, I teach fourth grade. Okay. Um, and my co-teachers teach Mr. G, who's on the podcast, The Fandalorians, teaches third. Mr. McDonald teaches social studies in the high school level. So we're kind of all over the place. But as a fourth grade teacher, it's all subjects. Because if you remember fourth grade, I don't know where, if it's different with you, but, you know, we change, they go to, they go to specials, gym, whatever. Right. But for the most part, I teach everything. So I have nine and 10 year olds in the room and um, it's, it's all the curriculum and everything. And, you know, again, it's been 22 years I've been teaching and teaching fourth grade pretty much the entire, actually the whole 22 years. And I love it. The kids are awesome. It's a nice age. It's a nice age because they're like, they're, you can be sarcastic. Like I joke around a lot. You can hear me joke around a little bit here. I definitely joke around with them all the time. You can be sarcastic with them and they're still scared of their parents. You know, <laughs> like it's like a little gray area there, like half believe in, let's say, a holiday season type person. I'll leave it at right. that. You know, it's so it's a weird little, little window there that, that, that they're in. Um, and it's funny. Like I can joke around with them and they get it. It's a good time. So I, I love it. Absolutely. That's, that's great to hear, man. It's good to hear that you yeah. love what you're doing. You've done it for 22 years. God bless you. You yeah. know, this, this is a uh, great to have you on, man. Yeah, man. Listen, I had, a, I had a blast coming on your podcast. I'm glad we were able to work this out. Um, and like I said, if you have any me on again, you got to you know, just hit the text. Like, listen, we, I watched this. Did you watch this pay-per-view? I want someone to talk about the matches with you. I'm in. Let me know. We can do it later, whenever, because I'm always around. So let me know. Yeah, man. And if there's ever a time where you want to do a crossover episode, you know, with your podcast, I'm always down for that too. Oh, definitely, definitely. We'll talk. We'll talk. Whatever pop culture thing you want to talk about. I, yeah, I figured you'd come on at some point. We're going to talk about that off air, but we're good. Yeah, let me know whatever you're interested in pop culture wise. If there's like a show or something, then you can pop on with us and talk a little bit about it and join the show. All right, brother. Um, I want to thank you for being on. You've been a great guest. Uh, real thank quick, you. where can we stream your podcast, The Fandalorians at? Okay, anywhere. The Fandalorians podcast, Teachers by Day, Nerds by Night. We are all legit teachers. It's not just a gimmick. It's not a shoot. We are <laughs> generally, we actually, we're actually real teachers. Um, Anywhere, anywhere you find your podcast, we're actually streaming on anything, iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on everywhere. Just search Fandalorians podcast. Um, Teachers by Day, Nerds by Night, you'll find us. New episode drops every Monday, so you can have something to listen to in the morning. And again, we're having fun. We're making jokes. We have a lot of things coming up. Uh, all the different things we're discussing. We have something on a funny thing. Last thing, and I promise I'll get out of here. Um, one of our people, <laughs> Mr. McDonald, made predictions early on when we got a list in January about movies coming out for 2022 predicted that Top Gun would be one of the biggest movies out there. 
myself and Mr. G thought he was wrong. I said on record on the podcast, he needs to be drug tested immediately because no one's going to care about Top Gun. It's been 36 years. Um, so then we've created a segment called Top Gun Watch where we played a little music Top Gun Watch, did the whole thing. And we talked about leading up to it because he's been promoting it. It's going to be great. I was convinced it would not work. Um, and then in he can't come on next week, but the week after he gets to come on and gloat because Top Gun was obviously one of the biggest movies, well over the 200 million. And I was dead wrong. And Mr. McDonald was dead right. And he is gloating like you would not believe. Yeah, I um, think I think I just read that Top Gun is a pretty big movie. Yeah, yeah. And I said it would be trash. I'm like, eh, it's 36 years later. Tom Cruise, no one cares. He was prom- and he was talking about it well before people predicted it. Like in January, we did an episode. So we've been building towards this little confrontation between us because it was fun and people were emailing us. Oh, who's going to be right? Yeah, I'm dead wrong. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to eat it. I'm going to have to own it um, at some point. So that's what we got coming up. A lot of fun things. A lot of things. Dude, I, I can't wait to hear your podcast. I, you know, you guys are a great team. Obviously, you guys have a great chemistry. Thank you. Thank you. And that's not a pun from teachers, you know, you guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But I'd like to thank you for being on, Jimmy. I appreciate it, brother. Oh, anytime, man. Check out know. the Fandalorians podcast anywhere you stream your podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. These guys are great. Check them out. Jimmy, thank you, God. Thank you, man. Have a good night and God bless. You too, man. God bless. I'll talk to you soon. You too, buddy. Bye.